everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths and Dustin joins us as always. How you doing? Uh, real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thanks. We, we were talking about this on our last podcast and we talked about liquid natural gas is the topic on today's podcast. You kind of teased it a little bit. Let's get into that topic today. Yeah, LNG, of course, is uh, just the process of, uh, you know, t- taking uh, taking gas, turning it into a liquid, um, putting it into a, a, a gigantic ship and uh, regasifying it uh, wherever you're shipping it to. So it, for Canada, the closest market for that, uh, other than the U.S., but the U.S. doesn't need our gas. They, they have... Uh, ample supplies. In fact, they're the the largest exporter of, of liquefied natural gas at the moment. Uh, although Australia and Qatar are quickly catching up, um, but if you, if you look at the opportunity for for Canada off the west coast, where you know cl- the closest proximity where our gas is located, uh, it's Asia, and I- Asia, of course, with with uh, you know fast approaching five billion people and and just a uh, a booming economy overall um, can't get enough gas. In fact, they're still burning coal, right? So if, if you want to talk about uh, opportunities for uh, reducing, you know, carbon and, and climate change, getting greener, um, Canada should be, uh, you know, it's a huge opportunity. Canada should be marketing itself uh, as, as the, you know, climate champions for getting Asia off the coal habit. Um, you know, you, you, you're yes, you're burning carbon when you burn natural gas, but it's it's like a quarter of the the carbon footprint of coal. So why wouldn't you celebrate that? That's that's a huge, you know, if you, if you can reduce your carbon footprint by switching one fossil fuel for another uh, by 60, 70 percent, where's the harm in that? That's a good story. So uh, instead of vilifying these industries, Canada needs to be you know at the forefront in promoting this because it's a huge opportunity. We have massive gas reserves. Uh, from what I've read, you know, we have a hundred years plus of uh, gas reserves um, that could be developed. Uh, so in Canada right now, you've got uh, a couple big projects on the go, um, a couple in BC. The largest one is LNG Canada. There's another project on the drawing board for the, uh, the East Coast as well with a terminal. I think it's in St. John. Um, but LNG Canada is actually being built right now. The pipeline from uh, from Northeast BC, Northwest Alberta, where all the gas is located, um, is, is going to be built to Kitimat. Um, the, uh, the project is massive. You're talking, uh, you know, $100 billion investment over, over uh, uh, you know, 40 years. It's going to produce... Uh, I think between three and four billion uh, cubic feet of gas per day to be shipped to Asian markets, uh, and of course the the gas need the, those ships need feedstock. So it's going to be 30, 40 years of you know drilling gas wells and 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 producing natural gas for for our energy industry here in BC and Alberta. Uh, it's a good news story. Um, I don't know why Canada is not celebrating it to a greater extent because. Uh, it seems like the the whole world right now is focused um, on climate change. Yeah, and you know, with these with these seminars, I, I think there's a there was a seminar last month in Glasgow uh, where where Canada sent a contingency. All the, all these people flying, ironically, in in jets, burning fossil fuel to go to a, a meeting and have a, a week long party. 
Uh, I, I just laugh when I see stuff like that. But hey, hey well, um, can we stay with that though for a second here? Because there's this push and climate change. Okay, yeah, it's there, but what, it just seems like we're focusing or over focusing on going cold turkey rather than just finding ways to dial it back and keep dialing it back and dialing it back. You're right. There are some clean energy sources. Yeah. Do they leave a little bit of a footprint? Yeah, they do, but it's way better than maybe what it was 20 years ago. Am I reading that bad? No, you're the, you know, you hit the nail on the head and I don't know why uh, we're not celebrating our, our technology and the opportunity in Canada. You know, we should be sending a contingent there talking about nothing but Canadian natural gas um, and LNG. Because if you want to talk opportunity, the prices in for LNG in Asia right now are fifteen dollars um, uh, an MMBTU, which is million, million uh, British thermal units, right? So uh, in North America, it's five dollars. So you've got three three times the price in Asia right now for for gas. Um, and in Europe, it's about the same because as, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, uh, Vladimir Putin has Europe over, uh, over a barrel, right? He's got them squeezed. They, they can't get through a winter without Russian natural gas. Yeah. Um, so we, we should be developing that, that those, uh, the natural gas assets, LNG assets on the East coast of Canada as well and exporting to Europe. I mean, we got to get smart, smart in this country about developing our resources and and celebrating, um, you know, the the resources that we have. Um, market natural gas is a replacement for coal, which it is, and it burns far cleaner. Um, if you want to talk about reducing the climate uh, footprint, the carbon footprint uh, worldwide, Canada could be a huge part of that. Um, instead of talking about how much carbon, you know. Our, our, our fossil fuel industries produce and how evil they are, our government should be taking the, the opposite tact uh, because we, we do a lot of things right. And uh, hey, why not make some profit to pay for hospitals and schools and roads and, and everything else that everybody <clears throat> comes to appreciate about this country? Uh, let's, let's get a little smarter here. Alberta seems to get it. British Columbia kind of gets it, but I also hear that maybe they're not happy about going going this way with natural gas. W- what are you hearing, and why is this a good investment? Well, I think that the the vocal minority that are um, you know against the LNG pro- projects in in BC um, <clears throat> they, they they seem to to get their way more often than not, and I don't understand it because it's it's very good for that province. At one point, there was, uh, I think, two dozen LNG projects on the drawing board. And, and I think uh, I think two dozen of them were fully permitted. And there's only two projects right now um, on the go for LNG. So the, the, the opportunity is still massive. Um, I remember there was a company about 10 years ago called Petronas, which is the, uh, the national oil company out of uh, Malaysia. Yeah, and they were buying up stakes in various companies and, and getting a, a large land package in northeast BC, northwest Alberta, uh, and they were going to do a, a huge uh, LNG project. Well, the the, uh, the the government at the time in in BC basically made it so onerous, um, and then you, you combine that with the, the fact that you know in 2015. Uh, Trudeau gets elected with an anti-fossil fuel agenda and, you know, investment just dried up 
in, in not only in BC, but in Canada overnight. I mean, you went from 24 projects on the drawing board to two. Well, that that's not coincidence that, because it's, it's basically a place because of the political climate, Canada has turned into uh, a place nobody wants to invest in. So are you a little concerned about the direction then the federal government's going with this latest caucus change? I am the uh, the new environment minister that they've uh, they've promoted has a history of being highly radical. I mean, you 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 talk about a guy who uh, got arrested for scaling the CN Tower. I mean, rational people don't do that sort of thing. So, I I, I don't think that he has any. Um, he says he doesn't have a hidden agenda, but I don't think he has any interest in working with any of the resource industries in in any type of uh, positive, um, you know, practical matter. So um, I, I don't see uh, a, a lot more projects getting approved, at least in the next couple of years with, with the current slate of uh, ministers that they have in power. Um, of course, if Alberta wants to, they can approve uh, um, oil sands projects independently, but uh, there doesn't seem to be much of an appetite for that at, at the present moment either. So uh, I think we're going to have to develop the uh, existing uh, re- resources that are on the on the table. Uh, LNG Canada is a huge product regardless, or a huge project regardless. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be very good for Canada long term. Um, and in a, in a world that's increasingly focusing on climate change, what a what a great story that we should be promoting. And with all of this, there's always some level of slow growth. I know how much you love commodities. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? And you can talk further about this. Uh, just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729. Or uh, you can reach me on my email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And don't forget, you can also check out the website and go even deeper if you'd like. It's researchcapital.com. Thank you. Great topic today. Appreciate your time. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, okay? Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.